Welcome to The Word from Bethlehem Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Abigail Zhang Hoffman. And I'm Pastor Amy Walter-Peterson. Thanks for dwelling in The Word with us today. Today's Gospel reading comes from the book of Luke, beginning with the 15th chapter, verses 1 through 3, and then 11b to 32. I will be reading this today from the Common English Translation of the Bible. All the tax collectors and sinners were gathering around Jesus to listen to him. The Pharisees and legal experts were grumbling, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Jesus said, A certain man had two sons. The younger son said to his father, Father, give me my share of the inheritance. Then the father divided his estate between them. Soon afterward, the younger son gathered everything together and took a trip to a land far away. There he wasted his wealth through extravagant living. When he had used up his resources, a severe food shortage arose in that country and he began to be in need. He hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. He longed to eat his fill from what the pigs ate, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired hands have more than enough food, but I'm starving to death. I will get up and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Take me on as one of your hired hands. So he got up and went to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was moved with compassion. His father ran to him, hugged him, and kissed him. Then his son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quickly bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Fetch the fatted calf and slaughter it. We must celebrate with fasting because this son of mine was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and is found, and they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field, coming in from the field. He approached the house and heard music and dancing. He called one of, his, the, he called one of the servants and asked what was going on. The servant replied, Your brother has arrived and your father has slaughtered the fatted calf because he received his son back safe and sound. Then the older son was furious and didn't want to come in, but the father came out and begged him. He answered his father, Look, I've served you all these years, and I never disobeyed your instruction. Yet you've never given me as much as a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours returned, after gobbling up your estate on prostitutes, you slaughtered the fatted calf for him. Then his father said, Son, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad, because this brother of yours was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. This is the gospel of the Lord. 
Did you hear the father's words? Everything I have is yours. At Bethlehem this year, during the season of Lent, we have shared a daily devotional on our theme of Sabbath. In addition, we've held Sunday morning and Wednesday evening conversations on Sabbath, reading various articles and sections of books. In all of this, what has become abundantly clear by now is that within this community of faith, there are as many understandings and views of Sabbath as there are people within this community. And that is not only true of Sabbath. There are those in this community of faith who understand Sabbath as a time to be still and an opportunity to rest in the promise that God is God and you are not. There are those who recognize the value of Sabbath as a weekly pause to remind ourselves that we are more than what we do, what we produce, or how hard we work. There are those who value Sabbath as an opportunity for the renewal that comes from recreation, play, or what we sometimes call self-care. As one person wrote, Sabbath recreation recreates what is necessary for my life as I enjoy the world around me. Still others see Sabbath as a time to give attention to relationships, our relationship with God, our relationships with each other, our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with the created world, our relationship with all that is sacred around us. There are those who wonder what it means to keep the Sabbath holy, as the commandment states. For some, keeping Sabbath holy means church. For others, holiness means finding ways to serve others. And for others, yet, holiness means keeping the day special or set apart. And then there are those whose feelings about Sabbath are conflicted. As one who extended the invitation to folks to contribute in Bethlehem's daily devotional, I received more than one response from people who said something like, Pastor, I'm not sure I should be writing about Sabbath. I don't think I have anything to contribute because I don't really practice Sabbath beyond trying to go to church on Sunday. And I responded by saying, that's especially why we want you to write. There are those who are conflicted because they wonder how anything we do in this day and age can even be called Sabbath if Wegmans and the mall remains open. And there are those who are conflicted because if Sabbath isn't an option for all people, is it really a valuable communal practice? They ask, is Sabbath just a privilege for those who can take advantage of it because of a job they hold or hours they work or the position they hold in society? I wasn't kidding. There are as many thoughts about Sabbath as there are people in this community. I share all of this because I have been thinking a lot this week about how God's gift of Sabbath is part of our inheritance that we receive as children made in the image of our creator. Sabbath is part of the everything that our gracious God gives us. 
The opening chapters of Genesis tell the story of the world's formation, and they describe God's care and attention in all of creation, including in making humanity in God's image. Genesis says, On the sixth day God completed all the work that he had done, and on the seventh day God rested from all the work that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all the work of creation. Genesis reminds us that even God rests from work. And then in Exodus, as God's people are led by God from Egypt, the land of constriction and work, through the wilderness for 40 years to the land flowing with milk and honey, God gives the commandment, which include the command to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. The commandments that God gives to the people of Israel are given to remind God's people what it means to be made in God's image. And as it relates to Sabbath, that means that God's people are called to both work and rest. Remember the Sabbath day and treat it as holy, Exodus says. Six days you may work and do all your tasks, But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Do not do any work on it. Not you, your sons or daughters, your male or female servants, your animals, or the immigrant who is living with you. Sabbath isn't the entire inheritance that God gives to us. But it is surely part of God's inheritance for us. A gift freely given. Sabbath, however we've come to define or understand it, is God's gracious intent for us and for all people, not just a privileged few. No matter how you understand Sabbath, whether presence or prayer, rest or recreation, stillness or service, God gives us Sabbath as a weekly reminder of the abundance of good things we are given by God. And practicing Sabbath each week gives us the opportunity to receive the abundant life that Jesus came to give. Sabbath is a weekly reminder of our inheritance. Which brings us back to this most familiar and beloved of Jesus' parables that we hear in today's gospel. If your history with this parable is anything like mine, you have been taught over a lifetime of hearing this story, that the prodigal in today's gospel reading is the younger son who demands his inheritance and then heads off and squanders it. But can't prodigal just as easily refer to the wastefulness of the older son who squanders the gift of relationship with his father and even his own brother who he refuses to claim as his brother? The elder son is a prodigal and doesn't even know it because he cannot recognize the isolation and desolation his choices have led him to. But maybe... The truest prodigal in today's gospel is the father whose mercy and love for his children is equally extravagant and appears to be squandered on children who don't even know or appreciate what they have received. 
Neither son appreciates the relationship they could have with their father. And yet they both receive unconditional love in spite of that lack. Everything I have is yours, the father says to the elder son in today's gospel. And we are left wondering if the elder son will enter into his father's celebration. Everything I have is yours. Our creator says to us in offering us our inheritance as siblings of Jesus. We can disagree and debate all we want about what the Sabbath portion of that inheritance is and how it could be marked in our lives. But despite all of our debate, our Lord has given us an inheritance that includes Sabbath among its abundance. And because Sabbath is God's intent for our lives, it makes sense to ponder how and when and where, and yes, even if we will mark Sabbath. Today's gospel invites us to receive with joy and thanksgiving everything God has first given us. The gift of Sabbath lies before us. Everything I have is yours. Receive the gift of our prodigal God. Amen. We hope you've been fed by the word this week. Don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share your feedback with us at the word at blcfairport.org. And if you'd like to learn more about Bethlehem Lutheran Church or support the ministry we share, including this podcast, please visit www.blcfairport.org.